I was telling someone recently, the difference between good and great is doing a little extra than everybody else would do most of the time. So it's like, if you keep on doing a little extra, doing more than everybody else, doing the right things, it's like, how are we going to turn? You are now listening to We Are Crayons, the podcast. Conversations with Trinidad and Tobago's creative thinkers and makers. We'll delve into their processes, their struggles, and what drives them to execute continually as creative individuals. I'm your host, Daniel McNichol. Do enjoy. We have with us today Hans Deveens. Cool. So Hans, thanks for taking the time for coming out. Really appreciate it. Yes, man. Good to be here. Love. Blessed. In your words, Hans, what or how would you describe yourself as somebody operating in the creative space? First and foremost, I would say I am a broadcaster. I'm the person to bring the message, whether it be radio or TV. I'm a broadcaster. It goes further in terms of me being a television producer. It goes further in terms of me sometimes being a scriptwriter. It goes further in terms of me sometimes being somewhat of a creative director. It goes further in terms of me even being a talent manager slash motivator at some points in time in my career. And now it's even further in terms of starting to delve into investing my earnings into real estate, you know, and it's even going further now where as of recently, people have been calling me to do motivational speeches as well. So it's like just going further, different avenues, opening up to just be and enjoy, you know. Was broadcasting something that you set out to do? Well, definitely in a, in a lot of ways. Like um, for me, when I was 13 years old, I knew I wanted to be on 98.9. Like I knew I wanted to be on 98.9 so bad. My neighbor was Alicia the Duchess. I just wanted to be on radio so bad. And that's where the goal was at 13. At school, I finished at 16 years old. I finished secondary school and I was out into the world trying to figure out what to do. Like my goal, so to speak, was always to be a pilot. But that 98.9 thing, it was just like a dream that you, you know those dreams, like you listening right now, you know those dreams that you never think would be a reality. It's like you say to yourself, boy, one day I want to meet Maya and I want to get married to Maya. That's what our radio thing was like for me. Like that, that's not going to happen. Just like that, you know, and, and this is why it's important to start believing in your dreams and kind of manifesting your dreams now. So after secondary school, I started pursuing ACCA, which is mm-hmm. an accountant qualification. And while doing ACCA, the early classes were part-time classes. So I lost the time in the afternoon. So I decided to get a part-time job as well working in visual arts and productions. And then one of my friends, they were starting a DJ group called Militant Crew, which eventually became Militainment. And within one year, we were on radio because Monday to Friday, we used to, after our part-time jobs, after everything that we would have done during the day, we would go and practice. So we would practice, practice, practice every day. And at that point in time, I'll be honest with you, I was making $600 a month working as a production, like assistant, I was an OJT. Not even an OJT, I was just like a trainee. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the OJT program was around then. I was just a trainee working for small money every mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. and, you know, using my money to go and practice, sometimes contribute to records. And eventually within one year, we were on radio because that opportunity presented itself. First of all, on Party Flavor Talent Face Off, folks at 98.9 liked what we did on the show and we were on radio. And eventually the group kind of split up I remained on radio for a little while and then 98.9 closed down. 
And eventually I ended up working by Lisa Wickham, um, which was a big step in my career. I mean, in between all of this, I do an ACCA as well. Mm. And, you know, sometimes we say we feel so bad when things don't manifest and don't happen the way we want it at the point in time, but everything is part of the master's plan. So for example, I tell people this story all the time with reference to job interviews. So I went to a job interview for Hilton. It reached down to me and a young lady. I'll never forget it. Me and the young lady down to the last two people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a job. And I was like, ah, well, it'd be nice to work Hilton in accounts. And, you know, but after leaving that job interview, the wind blew me towards E-Zone Entertainment, which is Lisa Wickham's company, mm-hmm. where the guys from Militainment, well, it was Militant Crew, and then they became Militainment, the company. So they were working with Lisa Wickham directly. So I went to check them and I ended up helping out Lisa. And then I ended up working with Lisa for a little while. And then our opportunity to audition for Party Flavor Talent Face Off came around. I auditioned for that, got that job, lost the Hilton job, got a job to host on TV mm-hmm. after Party Flavor Talent Face Off, which, funny enough, Rome, who people would know from Gail's Cruise with Lil Kim and Maya and all of them, Rome was also on that show as well. He was actually a backup host. After Party Flavor Talent Face Off 94.1 opened up, I got the opportunity to be on radio again. After that, Synergy called me. I started doing the scene. And after that, everything just started to, to roll and roll and roll and roll and roll. Um, and to the point where my entertainment career kind of overpowered me pursuing ACCA. But I was able to, at some point in time, say, listen, my entertainment career is great, mm-hmm. but let me just take a few months of not doing as much as I would normally do and finish ACC. And I was able to finish ACC as well. So everything just kind of came together. And the truth is, my whole mindset was to be a pilot. Like that's where my mind was. Like I was going to be a pilot. Like I had it in my mind. I was going to be a pilot. Right. But seeing this possibility of a dream manifesting itself, something that you never thought was real. Mm-hmm. I always tell people this when Synergy TV opened as well. I looked at it and I was like, yo, one day I, go, I am going to work there. And that's what it's about sometimes speaking things into reality and then actioning it every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. You touched on a lot of things there that interest me. Mm-hmm. One, from that young age, where do you think that drive came from? The whole onto this dream and work to actually bring it into reality. Well, a few things happened for me. I think I was always surrounded by the right people. So I think firstly, I was surrounded by my parents and I saw my mother who was a teacher be able to own and earn meaning she was able to own the things that she wanted in life she held back from overspending and she was able to earn additional money because I saw my mother every almost every day give lessons mm-hmm. religiously that's part of our our household part of our household has always been my mother giving lessons to earn extra income going to Barbados to correct CXC papers like I saw my mother as a teacher work hard to earn extra to make sure that she had. I saw my father as a specialist make a lot of sacrifices to be the specialist that he became as a doctor. Mm-hmm. I saw my older sister work hard and pursue her goals. Like I saw it. And then even in terms of the milita- militant crew, yeah, we were a DJ group, but those guys kind of had their head on to this point where, you know, they eventually formed this company called Militainment. And then mm-hmm. I was able to manifest into something bigger. And then I was able to work under Lisa Wickham. And I mean, for the people that don't know Lisa Wickham, um, she's actually representative for the University of Warwick in London. And, and you, you see, despite 
still having this big name in entertainment that people respect and understand mm-hmm. and producing all these great things. I mean, there's another side that is very business focused and understands business. So I was able to work with enough people and surround myself with not enough people at the right point in time to really see, okay, yeah, this is possible. Yes, this is how you can achieve this. No, it's not going to be easy. Yes, it's going to require a little more than everybody else is going to do. And I was telling somebody this recently, my perspective may change by the time somebody hears this in the future. But I was telling someone recently, the difference between good and great is doing a little extra than everybody else would do most of the time. So it's like, if you keep on doing a little extra, doing more than everybody else, doing the right things, it's like, how are you going to turn? Like one way or another, it is going to turn for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what I'm interested in finding out from you now is how was it in the middle, right? Meaning that at the beginning, you had this dream mm-hmm. and whatnot, and you're not to your end yet, but yeah. you're at a point now that... Now, in the middle is a weird question because I always see myself in the middle, always in a transitionary phase. And all of us are always in a transitionary phase until that time when we pass on to our life. But it's like, so I had a dream the situation and everything in the middle is is what I mentioned like that and up on 98.9 where we work in overnights something that a lot of people don't like to talk about or do you hear people talking about but yeah I want to work on radio but I don't want to start working radio overnights I'm like what you want to start working at the top of course that's not going to happen I mean look at it I'm ACCA qualified in terms of exams okay hold on I'm an ACCA affiliate member which means I finish the exams but I don't have the work experience situation, right? Um, I don't expect if I decide tomorrow to go and work in an accounting firm, I can start at the top and they're going to put me as an accountant just because I pass all my exams. No, that's stupid. And to think that you're going to start working primetime radio is stupid. Like that's not even like, a, that's not even like nobody's going to start at the top, no matter what job. And then sometimes you have to find the thing. So yes, I wanted to be on radio, but guess what? I had an opportunity to be a production assistant. And to this day, everything I tell people is everything that I have learned has brought me to this point of understanding and has helped me be excellent. I'll give you an example. So working with Sportsmax now, I I mean, things happen. Live TV things happen. But being able to recognize the things sometimes before they happen is because I have this knowledge of the technical skills. So right. I could tell you, I know when the mic is on, I know when the mic is off, I know where to hold the mic, I know where not to hold the mic. So for example, if I'm having a conversation off air, I'll put the mic behind my back or never have the mic in front of me just in case a line is up somewhere, somehow, and there's an understanding of technical situations. If a cameraman's battery dies, you know which other cameras to look for, and that's because I have an understanding of the technical behind the scenes. And a lot of times people don't take the, the time to do that. They want to be on TV, but guess what? You don't understand how the camera works. If today or tomorrow you had to put the camera on yourself, you lost. You know, so in the middle was all these different things that I learned. Um, in the middle was me bad spending. And that's one thing that, that I really like to talk about, financial literacy in whichever way, form or fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody doesn't have the same financial goals and plans, but understanding that there needs to be one in your life or else you're going to end up in a situation where you're older and then you search and you're still searching rather than you're older and okay, you have more earnings and you, you could maneuver better through situations, right? So yeah, there was a lot of bad spending inside of there. I mean, when 
it was Hans and Gonzo and we were playing in multiple parties. I mean, a lot of times we would spend so much money on food. We would spend so much money on clothes. We would spend so much money on things that are fickle and would fade. But now it's like as, as you start getting older and then situations present itself around you, you learn how to spend your money and what to spend your money on. So one of the things that happened for me was my mother asked me straight up. She was like, yo, what are you spending your money on? I was like, well, I have some save up here and after. And she's like, nah, you need to buy a house. You need to buy, you need to buy land. You need to buy something. You need to spend your money on some things that are going to be tangible. And then looking at my grandmother's situation, my grandmother was also a teacher. Mm-hmm. I was able to see, and this is not being me, me being boastful and she wasn't filthy rich, but she died with wealth as a teacher. Right. And that's something that you do see a lot of times. So she was given music lessons. She was teaching a normal job. She gave music lessons even after she retired. So I don't even know my grandmother as a teacher, to be very honest, but I know her as someone that was given music lessons and she bought, she was able to buy properties. She was able to buy two additional properties other than how she lived in. And she was able to earn from those properties. So I was able to see my grandmother who was a teacher and she even owned shares in one or two of the banks. So I was able to see this person who may not have been making a million dollars a year, basically be able to die a millionaire and die with things to pass on to your family, to help your family live a better life. Mm-hmm. And the thing about my grandmother is my grandmother remained humble. And that's also a lesson that I took from the whole scenario. So when you look at a lot of people, they spend a lot of people in entertainment, they spend a lot of money on, on jewelry a lot of times. And yes, gold doesn't depreciate. But again, what you're for, you know, is, is it something that's going to earn you or is it something that's going to leave you at a bigger in a bigger debt is it something that you're gonna have to just completely liquidate to survive it doesn't make sense so for example there's a ring i have which is a very small ring and this is actually my grandmother's wedding ring she never changed the ring the ring is a very small ring it's a very small very simple very plain white gold ring and this is this serves as a kind of reminder to me that you know like sometimes we make money and we have money and we spend it loosely mm-hmm. rather than say okay i have let me hold, let me put it into something that could basically mature, give me further benefits, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, it was a lot of that finding yourself. Um, it was a lot of dealing with yourself, dealing with thinking that you're being rejected. So working overnight, a 98.9 was hard for me because a, a part of that was me looking at other people and saying, well, boy, I better than this person. Why not again this opportunity? We don't know what other people doing for the opportunities. Right. You don't know what's the deeper story. Sometimes there's a deeper story. And if you're not better than the best, then you're just one of the rest. That's what it's come like, you know? So, yo, even people in jobs, like you, you see it in whatever job, you see it in radio, you see it in TV, you see it in print, you see it in accounting, you see it in management, you see it in engineering. Every time people say, you know, why not again this opportunity? I better than this person. Why not again this opportunity? Sometimes the story is just bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And you just had to concentrate on you being better. It's not about that person getting a job over you, but are you the best person for the job? Mm-hmm. And are you going to continue pursuing or practicing or working to be the best person for that job? Mm-hmm. And that's where it's come back to. And like I say, I still feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of something. I always feel like I'm in the middle of transitioning into something else. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like you see a lot of young people want to get to the end before they start. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm glad to hear that coming from you that put in the work. And based on what you're saying, it was quality work. Now it wasn't let just me, let me give you mm-hmm. some some real, 
real high say. And this kind of goes back to the middle conversation. One of the programs I had the, I, the, the opportunity to host, and I thank them so much for this, was Digicel Rising Star. Now, Digicel Rising Star was one of the biggest payouts for a host in Trinidad and Tobago. It's kind of common knowledge, right? And this is another thing. You always have to humble yourself. So I got called for an audition. This was after I was doing Synergy TV. This was after I'd done stuff on CNMG. This is after a lot of things. This is after I'd been on radio. They called me for an audition. They didn't tell me what it's for. And I'm like, you want me to come on audition? Like, you see me, you saw me on TV. I went to the audition. It was Digital Rising Star. I didn't know it was Digital Rising Star till I got the job. So they call you for an audition. You audition. And then they say, yes, we're going to use this person or that person. Right. So I ended up on, on doing Digital Rising Star. Eventually, Digital Rising Star, they said, you know, they wanted to go a different direction. Get a female host. Guess what? I'm not a female. So, boom. That's a job that I'm not going to have. Crisis breeds creativity. Mm-hmm. So from that, I was like, yo, what's going to happen to me? How am I going to supplement the income I was making from Rising Star? That was some nice income there. What am I going to do? Uh, uh. And that's when I came up with the idea to do Promenade Countdown on TV6. Mm. Went to TV6 with the idea. They loved the idea. First year the show, it was nice. And I mean, Promenade Countdown has grown since then. But again, it's like, don't sit down and be like, nothing is happening for, for me. Are you making it happen for yourself as well? As a question, you just to ask yourself, am right. I making it happen for myself as well? Yes, mm-hmm. we could say, yeah, it's not happening for me, but am I trying to make it, am I actively making it happen for myself? And we quite often look at others to blame mm-hmm. rather than sit and say, all right, self, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What do I need to do better? And I think that is something that a lot of us miss because we often have a sense of entitlement that somebody owes us this. Mm-hmm. Nobody owes you nothing. Mm-hmm. Nobody owes you anything that you have not worked for. Meaning, if somebody did not call you for a job, if I call you today and say, all right, well, can you fix my pipe, please? And you say, guess what? It costs $300 to fix the pipe. You fix the pipe, I owe you $300. Mm-hmm. Other than those kind of situations, nobody owe you nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't even know your respect. Respect is earned, it's not given. It's not handed out. So unless you actually worked for it, then nobody owe you nothing. Mm-hmm. That's a hard pill for people to swallow. Mm-hmm. So within all of that rejection and all of that, how were you able to deal with that rejection? Keep yourself positive, keep yourself moving forward. Well, just like um, <laughs> finding Nemo, Dory, and all of them gotta keep swimming you gotta keep swimming that's the thing you gotta keep swimming like you have to keep moving forward keep moving forward no matter i think walt disney was a was a big advocate for that and he always used to say that Mm -hmm. i think keep moving forward no matter what happens keep moving forward and that's it one foot in front of the next and another thing just an in-depth kind of thing that a lot of people don't know i damaged both of my ankles really bad when i was young one jumped jumped down a flight of stairs twisted it um, it never healed properly because I jumped over a wall when I was young while it was healing. It never healed properly. My other uncle got caught in a merry-go-round. And yeah, <laughs> and kind of painful even talking about it. But <laughs> I started going physiotherapy. And you know what what used to seem difficult in terms of running a savannah is now actually kind of easy for me. And now I run 5Ks and it's like one foot, one foot, next 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 foot. Just keep moving forward, you know, you, you, you don't stop, you know, 
You don't stop till the race is over. You have to keep moving. Keep moving forward. It is the most it's one of the most important and basic lessons. I mean, look at look at all the inventions around us today because people didn't just say, all right, well, yeah, I get wrong now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get things, you're gonna get things wrong. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get things wrong. Those sweats that you have to keep moving forward. And for me, I think I think the reason why people hire me as a presenter, and I, I think even in terms of Gonzo, the DJ I work with, mm-hmm. I think it's because I don't dwell on the wrong or the bad thing that's happening. So there was a situation where we were on a shoot once and a live TV and the cameraman that was supposed to be by me, he turned off his camera and walked off. And I just found the, the other camera that was there. And while other people were cursing and saying, and you're crawling, and I was like, for me, I was like, what to do next? What to do to make the situation be smooth? How mm-hmm. do I move forward? It's not, oh, this happened. Ah. The time to cry down and criticize is not in the middle of the situation falling down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the situation is falling down, we need somebody to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to be that person to pick it up. Or if you could pick it up, pick it up. And that's even in terms of, and that goes back to like, even in terms of the environment and thing. You hear people talking about, boy, it is a little boy. Look at here. And I seen this, this bottle on the ground. Yeah. Pick up the bottle. Mm-hmm. Pick up the bottle. Pick up the bottle. You can pick up the bottle. Pick up the bottle. Don't complain about who left the bottle there. How the bottle end up there? At that point in time, you're not even sure. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10 times, you're not even sure. You're assuming somebody threw it out of the mm-hmm. car. A million and one things. Mm-hmm could be the bottle was on the dashboard it floored the car they didn't notice till much later down the road however it ended up there you could pick up the bottle pick up the bottle you be the hero mm-hmm. you be the hero that you're looking for stop looking for the hero the hero not coming the hero is not coming you are the hero of the story the hero not coming stop looking for the hero you are the hero how do you think that you know nah, somebody I, who could develop that mindset i i think is like i said in the in the earlys i think it's about being a student wanting to to learn you know it's too often we think we know and we don't want to, to learn we don't want to learn we don't want to to be better that's it like like i i want to be better and i think that's what some people some people think they're good enough and even i at some point in time in my life felt like i was good enough good enough good enough good enough is not enough you always have to want to be better and yes i, w- I would always say it, it goes back to a lot of those people that i had around me but it also comes from just wanting to be more and i think that's what that's what separates people the people who really want to be more the people who wouldn't give up the people who would be told no a million times but i want you could motivate them the people that would be told no and ask the question in another way mm-hmm. and the people that would continue to pursue their goals their dreams their aspirations anything you get easy is not worth having mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. it's worth having it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool so as you're saying that does your creativity that's something that you have to actually work at or do you think that is something that just kind of flows out of you to me i think i think i gonzo says it best gonzo says i am an amplifier mm. meaning i take a situation and i amplify it to be better to be greater he says i'm an and i'm an amplifier he says hands is an amplifier mm-hmm. takes the situation he makes it bigger better louder stronger so for me i feed off of and most people who are creative we feed off of the elements that are around us and sometimes the things that other people don't see so be a simple example real basic example 
um, you know, when the whole Venezuelan thing started happening in Trinidad, we had people from Venezuela coming across here. So many people are concerned with Venezuelans taking their jobs. Oh my gosh, they're going to take all our jobs. Like South Park, they took our jobs. <laughs> For you South Park fans, I know you all appreciate that. But yeah, it's like, that's what you're looking at. No, now we have a whole additional workforce that is eager to work. We have more spending in the economy. We have more people renting. We have more people need different services. That's a simple, that's a simple example of idea. Look at it as a negative or positive. When anything happens around you, it's either you look at it as a negative or you look at it as a positive or you find a way around it. Yes, it may even be something negative and yeah, straight and plain. Yeah, it's a negative, but guess what? There are positives that could come out of any scenario. I won't touch on the particular. <laughs> I don't even want to touch. I'm scared to touch on the scenario I want to touch on. But you know, I'll just say, I'll just say, when things happen, no matter what it is, it may seem very negative, but there is a positive that can come out of it if you apply thought, ingenuity, and stop focusing on the fact that something bad has happened. Have you ever doubted your talent? Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, you always do. You always do. You always do. And it's so weird. I, like I said in the early right? Militant crew, every day we're practicing. I think I trained my voice. So I'm one of those people that I don't even think it's about talent. Mm. I think it's about hard work. Mm-hmm. I think it's about the people who would work the hardest. Mm. If you allow it to work harder. We have many people that are great singers in Trinidad and Tobago and the Caribbean. Great, brilliant singers. But they aren't necessarily the ones giving us the hit songs. They aren't necessarily the people, necessarily the people that you're going to hire as a singer. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the best singer. Is the singer that going to reach on time? Is the singer that you've seen work hard? Is the singer that presents the best marketing plan? Is the singer that went the extra mile when everybody else didn't? Is the singer that when, guess what, you hire them? Is the singer that asks you, are there any particular songs you would like me to perform? One simple question changed the entire dynamic of you. What would you like me to wear? Simple, simple, simple things that could set you apart. The singer that was polite, they reached new room. They told everybody good afternoon. Guy from Jamaica. I remember his name right now. He's one of the marketing people of Sumfest. They had a launch in Trinidad and Tobago. Walks up to me, asks me who I am. I'm like, well, hi, my name is Hans. He's like, yo, I don't know what it is, but everybody here respect you. And I like how you walk inside. And you tell everybody good afternoon from the security guard, the cleaner, the marketing manager, the assistant, the promo girls, even me who you don't know. You told everybody good afternoon. Being kind and courteous was a very long way. And for me, I just think I work a little harder than a lot of people. It's not even that I'm so much more talented than them. It's not that I'm so much more talented. Because legit, I would tell people when I started doing voicing and stuff, my voice used to go high up easily because my voice never broke properly. You know, it never, and to this point, if I get, uh, if I get angry to a certain level, my voice would go high. But over time, it's like I've trained my voice to be this way. And when you think about that, like to me, when I see it, 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 it is actually a crazy concept. Somebody training their voice to be a certain way. When you look at somebody like Rodney Firewall King, like a trained voice. As a trained voice. And it's because he worked on that voice. He turned on more a trained voice. Wendell Constantine, trained voice. Yes, yeah. 
you have some rudiments and you have some natural elements inside of there. But guess what? Mm. That talent, that raw thing, only going to get you past the door. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get you to the top floor. Mm-hmm. So you could come in the door because, yeah, you have some talent, you have some, you know, you have some vibes. And, yeah, but you ain't going to reach upstairs because you're not willing to put in the extra to make it that much better and greater. How do you deal with the perception of other people in terms of your work or your worth? <laughs> okay. So is the perception coming from someone who is going to employ you? Is the perception clouded by personal feelings? Is the perception clouded by some other grudge or preconceived judgment? All these things come into play in terms of other people's perception and and how you deal with it. So for me, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be very honest with you. I don't care. (laughs) I'll tell you why I don't care. Because to thine own self be true. I would take criticism, love criticism, positive criticism, understanding. Sometimes people criticize without even knowing why. I'll give you a great example of this. Perception. I'm hosting the opening of a, a function. Why are they talking so much? Why did they just show us what happened in any function? Well, the reason why we're talking is because the function has not begun. There's a reason. Your perception of me talking too much at that point in time doesn't matter. If you ask and you jump out and say, I raised some invalid information and you didn't like what I said. Right. Then we have another conversation. But if your perception of me is that I talk too much because I was talking because the event didn't begin as yet. And the director in my ear told me, keep talking. Your perception doesn't matter. To me, you could be all upset. You could go on Facebook, you could go on Twitter, Instagram, comment all you want about me. Doesn't matter. Like, and, and that's it. Like Too many times we give, we give, more energy to the negative comments than the positive comments. See it so much with people in entertainment. Like the same effort that you are taking to comment on the negative and take on the negative and internalize the negative. Why don't thank the people that have positive comments on you? So I thank whoever listening, I thank you for listening. All the people that ever hired me, thank you for every people all the people that have ever been at a party that I played at and you enjoyed yourself. Thank you for enjoying yourself. Thank you for being my audience. Thank you. And we lose that gratitude and we get caught up in the crap of somebody, one person having a negative perception and saying what they have to say. So like legit y'all, I know myself and it's just natural. Not everybody's going to like you. You are not a roti. Not everybody's going to like you. You're not a roti. <laughs> so you gotta let go, let go, let go, let go. And love and love. It's true. You're not roti. Everybody <laughs> loves roti. And if you don't like roti, that's okay too. But I'm just saying, you're not roti. Uh, good. How do you evaluate your work mm-hmm. and the work of others? My work, the best me I could possibly be, the best situation, the best way it could be, could possibly presented within my control. That's how I evaluate my work. That I give the best that I could have done. And sometimes, yes, I beat up myself for forgetting things that I was going to say during broadcast for a mistake I may have made. So my evaluation is an ongoing self-evaluation every day. Every day is an ongoing self-evaluation. Was this scenario the most it could have been in terms of the input that I gave? Mm -hmm. Was it good? Was it great? Was it all right? Was it even poor? Now, in terms of other people's work, there's a level of appreciation that I have. So for example, like I said earlier, I'm a student of it. I went out the other night and I saw 
Josh Chase playing. And that alone made me stay longer. I appreciate all these other DJs that are in different markets, so to speak. I mean, my market in a lot of ways is changing in different, in different things. So I appreciate Daniel Loveless and it's what you know. I like that. I love that because there's another young person on TV. And I was young, I was on TV too. And I know that in it, you're probably going to make mistakes. You're probably, people are going to criticize you. People are going to say what they have to say. And it's going to be hard a lot of times to, to be earning. People are going to think you're making a lot of money and you're really not. Mm. And you just have to push forward. So I appreciate Loveless. I appreciate seeing Lubes have a platform now. I appreciate seeing Josh Jace because that's somebody I would have looked at. I appreciate seeing Jason Williams because Jason is somebody I looked at. I appreciate having the opportunity to work with Tamara Williams. I appreciate Whitney Husbands because I know she had it hard. So I appreciate like, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate Major Penny. I appreciate Super Hype. I appreciate because they all bring something beautiful to our entertainment space. Their ideas, their energy, their knowledge, their, their personal experiences. It's like, think about Las Vegas. If there was one good casino in Las Vegas, Las Vegas wouldn't be the place to go for casinos. If they had the one greatest casino, it wouldn't be that. But because there's so many great casinos offering different things, looking different ways, giving different experiences, it makes it beautiful. And that's, that's what it is with entertainment. For me, like everybody has such an important role, an integral role in this thing. And I just love the fact that we as presenters, we have certain standards. We don't cut up each other. We call each other for work. We call each other and give each other advice. We just stay for each other, boy. Like, and we appreciate each other. Now, I don't know if everybody was in our man's heart is in our man's heart, and he would only only he and the Almighty or whoever whoever his maker is will understand and know that. But I could tell you from my perspective, from my perspective, all I see is love. And for those that have hate, they could have the hate. And it's okay. If there was one thing that you had total control over mm-hmm. to make your space that you operate in better. There's something that you think you could share I, with us that you would do. Well, in, in our space, I really wish that the creatives in a lot of ways were allowed to be creatives because sometimes like in our space, it's like the creatives also have to end up being the salespeople, the marketing people, the engineer, the salespeople, the, the creative person ends up having to be everything else other than creative. I mean, yes, and sometimes we would say, all right, well, yeah, you, had a, you have to continue pushing. But I just really wish more so that the creatives could just be the creatives. The person who is the presenter could just be the presenter. The person who is the producer could really just be the producer. I wish, I, I really wish that, you know, more and more corporate Trinidad would continue to invest in the creative projects and the creatives. I mean, we've seen it. Um, I don't mean to call brands here, but like, what Angus Tour is doing in terms of the new artists, they're giving them the opportunity. I like a lot of the things I see in, but we just have to more and more continue to present opportunities where the creatives and be the creatives. I know sometimes it's difficult and it's hard because it feels like the creatives are rebels and in a lot of ways we are. But it's sometimes if the creatives could really get that that opportunity to just really be creative. And when I say creatives, I don't just mean radio announcers or television presenters. Sometimes I mean in terms of painters, you know? Like when I first Leroy Clark painting sold for that big amount of money, everybody was like, wow, 
somebody buy a local painter's work for that amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what needed to be done. So the creators need to be need to be allowed to be creative and not have to figure out everything else. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how. I don't I don't know what's the answer, but that's something I would like to see more of. And if I had control and something I I would, you know, I would put in place and love to see boy. Because we have we have a lot of talent. I mean, not everybody willing to go the distance. Not everybody will go the distance. We have so much talent that, you know, if we did a lot of the right things with them and they were allowed to be, things could be better. And legit arts, the, the, the arts have definitely saved lives. So let me ask, you know, what does um, creativity mean to you? Creativity is that light inside of everyone that allows them to express something. All of us are creative. It's just whether or not we are allowed to express that creativity. Are we free mentally to, to see what we have in our minds in terms of what is really our perspective or our ideas? Because I think so many people, are, like being an ACCA student taught me so much because sometimes people are so afraid to talk in classrooms. They're afraid to ask questions. I used to ask questions in every class and every time I would ask a question, I would see everybody. I would see six out of ten. Not everybody, but I would see six out of ten people take out their pen and make a note based on the question I asked, which means six out of ten people did not completely understand a scenario. So a lot of the times we're afraid to, to speak out. We're afraid to... I think that's the biggest hindrance of our creativity, the fear of being judged. But creativity is that little light inside everybody, that little, that little light that allows us to see things from more than they actually are. It's that thing that machines can't do. It's that, it's that one thing that makes us better as humans. It's that one thing, that one thing. A machine cannot be creative. No matter how you try to make it creative, it can't be creative unless the human has created it. We are the creative force. And as human beings, creativity lies within us. Express your creativity. Open it up. What would you say has been probably one of the toughest lessons that you've had to learn up to this point? Sometimes it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. It is not about you. You are not the most important thing or person in the world. It is not about you. Sometimes, let's just say, the microphone is not loud and you want the microphone to be louder. It is not about you. They are song checking the band. It is not about you. You have all these wonderful things you want to see on a TV broadcast, but Kess and Marshall are about to go on stage and you need to just cut what you say in short and say, we now go to the stage for Kess and Marshall. That's what you need to do. It's not about you. It's not about you. And we often forget that in many different elements of our life. It's not about you. Sometimes we place too much of a priority on I. I, I, I. If I, if it was me, I, I fine. I, 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 I. No, it's not about you. If you had a billboard, right? You could put one message on. What would that message be? It would be one or two things. Believe in yourself or keep moving forward. No matter how hard it seems, keep moving forward. It's just so real, you know? I remember in secondary school, last day of school, my shirt 
there was a, a message on it, never give up your day job for a life in entertainment. To me, it's like, a lot of way people are not going to be leaving you. They're not going to believe things are possible. Like even doing ACC, somebody tell me, why are you doing three papers at the same time? That's going to be so difficult. And you know, you know, don't worry about it. This is what I doing. This is what I am doing. If you're not doing it, okay, cool. No problem. But this is what I doing. Let me do me. You do you, let me do me. People have advice. Sometimes it's good advice. To thine own self be true. But believe in yourself. And no matter what happens, keep moving forward. That's the only way. We learn from mistakes. Keep moving forward. Hans, before we wrap up, let people know where they can find you now. All right, y'all. Um, Hans the Greatest on Instagram, Facebook, Hans Devines. Now, honestly, let me tell you what has happened with me. I've noticed now in life, it's more valuable to be a real person. Someone that, you know, people could touch, feel your real personal interaction. Say hello to. So, I mean, you all can find me on Boom Champions 94.1 FM. Find me on Sportsmax. You could find me on TV6. And you could find me in different events that I'm playing at. And say hi. Hans. Thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate your time. That's sense, man. That's a real nice conversation. Yeah, it's a good vibes, you know. Yo, what's your color? This is Hans. In a big box of crayons, I would be Amplified Orange. Please share this episode with someone who would find it valuable. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the show now on Apple Podcasts to get new episodes as they become available. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It would help us reach other listeners just like you. Find additional content on abigboxofcrayons.com. Follow us on Instagram at abigboxofcrayons. The We Are Crayons podcast is a production of A Big Box of Crayons. All rights reserved. Until next time, friends, remember... We are all the same in the fact that we'll never be the same. Stay colorful and thank you for listening.